Hello and welcome to the Tool Assisted Podcast. This is your host, 8-Bit, and it's the 4th of January, 2020. Today, I'm talking to the legendary Tompa. How are you today, Tompa? I'm fine, thank you. Good evening, or good morning, I guess, for yep. your sake. <laughs> so, tell us a bit about yourself. How did you get into, I guess, gaming, speedrunning, and then tazzing? Oh, gaming. Um, I'm 30 years old, and I got uh, three older brothers. And in, like, 1993, I think it was, my brother bought a SNES and a TV. And he bought the Link to the Past and Super Mario All-Stars. And I wasn't too old at that time, but uh, like I was, was watching my brothers play all the time. And then I just started playing on my own as well. That's like my first uh, interactive with gaming, I suppose. Then I played more and more. I played my, uh, my cousin's Game Boy with Link's Awakening. And that's probably the game I've been playing the most in my life. And um, for some reason, in like 2003, I think it was, I was curious to see like, how far I could beat the game. I didn't know anything about speedrunning or anything, so I just I just played my regular game, and I got an hour like one a time of one hour fifty two minutes, and um, a year later I found out find speedrunning at STA and Twin Galaxies, and the record at the time was two hours and seven minutes, uh, so my run was fifty minutes faster without me even knowing. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's like when I started speedrunning, I suppose. I started to look for everything. Oh, cool. So you grew up mainly with SNES. Did you have Mario Brothers 3 as well? Because I know she tells that. Yeah, for, for the SNES. I never played the NES, NES as a kid. Oh, yeah, because they had All-Stars, didn't they? Yeah, oh, so okay. that's when I played the most. Wow, so very, very early adopter of speedrunning. Because, I mean, if you're talking about Twin Galaxies, that's pretty long ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's still relevant in its own way, but yeah, it's not for speedrunning, really. So, yeah, you did a bit of that first. Um, How did you find out about tool-assisted speedrunning? Uh, well, the first speedrun I found, like for most people, was the, the Super Mario 3 Tass by Morimoto. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I didn't know it was a Tass at the time, like no one did. So uh, when I started, started searching for speedruns, I eventually found SDA, I found Twin Galaxies, and I found uh, Tass videos, or uh, NES videos, as they were called back then. Uh, so I kind of went back and forth for a while. I was watching the bounce. Of, I was watching a bounce of tasks, but I like I didn't understand them at all. Uh, I was like one of those guys. Oh, this is cheating, uh, etc. But uh, I did one run for SDA, but I didn't have any like, good recording equipment, and the, the quality we needed it was too high for me to to manage. Pretty much, I didn't have the money to buy anything. Uh, so I started testing instead. It's like you didn't need any equipment for it. You're in Sweden as well. Is that a power region? Yep. Yeah, okay. So have you had difficulty, I guess, in RTA trying to get uh, NTSC equipment? Well, I, at first, like, I didn't know about the PAL and NTSC difference at all. Uh, I think I learned that from STA, possibly, yeah, on the forums. And it's like when you grew up with the games, like, your PAL as well. It's <laughs> so, like, you don't, this is all you have. Like, you don't have anything to compare it to. And uh, some games have been sped up in PALS. You can't always see the difference either. So, uh, But I, I bought an American SNES to play Donkey Kong Country runs with. And uh, like, it was no problem then. But you have to upgrade your stuff. <laughs> yeah, when I bought my American SNES, I had a lot of difficulty getting the power working. So oh, it's good oh, that it was yeah. a bit smoother for you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the chords are a bit more similar, I'd say. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like, yeah. Uh, it's like it's a TV signal that can be a problem, I suppose. That's my, uh, all TVs don't support NTSC sixty hertz. Hertz, so yeah, that's the issue. I mean, I think yeah. power TVs are a bit better at supporting NTSC, but NTSC TVs are really, really bad at supporting power. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the Banjo runners had a lot of issues with that when that went to power as well. So yeah. I was running a seller one gambler for the CDI at the GameStop Quick bonus run. Uh, like 2015, I think. And uh, my system was a PAL system, and they didn't have anything that could support it. Oh, wow. So we also found a, a monitor that it worked on, but it took a while to set it up. So, yeah, they didn't like me for that, so I suppose. Is it an optimal speed on PAL? <sighs> they have done some tests on the on the games on CDI, but um, I don't think there's any difference. Like, it feels the same. Hmm. Well, I guess by that point, they were probably a bit better at, um, you know, making sure they compensate for the frame rate. Well, that game was released in 1993, I mean. 
so now it was even terrible in that comparison, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> so how do you end up running CDI Zelda? It's very obscure. <laughs> but mostly because like everyone hates the games, and um, I did it as a, as a meme in the first time. <laughs> uh, uh, so there was like one run on YouTube that I wanted to beat, and I basically beat it in a random practice run. Uh, not practice for the marathon. Uh, but then we got stuck running the games because, like, they're, they're pretty bad for speedrunning wise. They have no tricks, really. They have no glitches at all found that they're useful. Uh, they're pretty slow paced. But they're kind of fine and challenging, so I like to do them. like to uh, doing them anyway. No glitches found yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> I, this one, there's a one warp actually I found a while back, but it, it has no uses. Ah, oh, dang. Um, so you first has submitted uh, Maui Mallard in Cold Shadows. Oh yeah, <laughs> how did this happen? It's a, it's a game I grew up with. Um, like uh, almost all games I speedrun or t- make a test of, I played uh, as a child. Like I grew up with playing the games, and uh, um, so this was uh, it's a pretty easy game to test. It's a simple platformer, and for my first like serious project, I needed something pretty simple to start off with. Uh, as I mentioned briefly, I started with Super Star Wars, but uh, it's very hard to start with tests. So uh, I was playing like play, playing the slow motion. I didn't know the tools or anything or how to optimize. And the Marmalade was really quite simple to do. So that was a fun little product. Hmm. Uh, so that, that was uh, submitted on my 18th birthday. Wow. 2006. Uh, seven. And I've been doing some tests since. Okay. Yeah, it looks actually pretty um, pretty full-on for a Taz. Not only your first Taz, but a Taz in 2007 as well. Mm. Yeah. I always had pretty like high standards for what I'm doing. I try to be perfect as far as I can all the time. Mm. Uh, one thing I keep telling you, Taz, is like, never think that anything you do is perfect. Like, Keep improving, keep testing random things. <laughs> it isn't perfect. Like, It's the best you can do so far, but it's not perfect yet. So keep trying. Exactly, and that's something that I enjoy from your runs a lot is that just the standards of optimization are so high on them. Yeah, like uh, I was tackling into the past a while back, and uh, I was like maybe 15 minutes into the run, I'm not sure. But I found one frame to improve all your own. And like, it's one thing when you, when you think that, oh, this could probably be improvable, but when you know that something, this is not optimal, I hate that so much. So I had to redo the run to save that frame. Oh yeah. Uh, and the good thing uh, when you redo uh, a run, like you keep finding new stuff as well. So I ended up saving a lot more. Mm. Is yeah, Link to the Past sync friendly? One frame only. Well, is it sync friendly? Can you just like use the same inputs? Uh, no. So I redid it all. Dang. And uh, for uh, my biggest product, I suppose, was Donkey Kong Country one 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 percent, which took me ten years to beat. And uh, one of these is what I kept redoing all the time. Me and On the Great found new things all the time. To uh, that you, know, you couldn't edit anything, you couldn't get to redo for the start. So I did like ten times, but so uh, it was worth it. How did it end up taking ten years to do Donkey Kong Country? Uh, well, <laughs> the plan was to do it together with Arn, but he lost interest, so I was doing it alone, and that took uh, slow down the pace a little bit at first. And uh, as I said, I found new things all the time. I had to redo from the start. And there was a big glitch found in uh, a level in the uh, World 4, level 4, Protobus Chase. That was really too difficult for me to test. I couldn't do it. Uh, and I still didn't do it. I had uh, Alyosha. Alyosha, can't pronounce his name. Uh, but he helped me to finish it eventually. For that level alone. Because you need to use a camera hack of some sorts to test. And I couldn't get it to work. It was too... I don't know the word for it, but it was too impractical, impractical for me to use. So is it just so, a matter of you not being able to see what you're doing without the camera hack? There's so many small factors. Like In the level, there are a lot of like, different enemies. And uh, when you play the game normally, without the camera hack, uh, you quickly run past all enemies. But uh, they're still on screen without the camera hack, so they can cause the game to lag. And if you are using the camera hack, all the enemies are spawned. 
So you have to, to dodge them, even though you can technically run into them because they're not spawned outside the camera. And it's such a hard level to test as well, even without the camera hack. It's like I, I just came up multiple times. I had put the run on hold for, for years, pretty much. So that's uh, one of the reasons it took so long to finish. But I'm so incredibly satisfied with the, the run. It's uh, it's my one masterpiece, I think, among my passes. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's so impressive. Um, I was having another watch through it last night and just Donkey Kong Country amazes me because there's so much mm. going on, so many crazy glitches, but in <laughs> just a seemingly normal platformer. Yeah, there's some of the small things like sub-pixel manipulation and optimization to um, to maybe save a frame. <laughs> Most of yeah. the time you don't, but uh, you have to try. There was one time when uh, I... Um, you can grab ropes at a time, and then you have to wait. And uh, while on the rope, you can optimize the sub pixels to be as high as possible. The highest uh, value being 255. And I had I got 254, and I thought, oh, wait, this is good enough. Who cares? But that one sub pixel ended up losing one frame in the end. <laughs> and that's so rare for it to happen. So, like, never go for imperfection. <laughs> if you can do better, do better. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, yeah something that a lot of people... Uh, could learn from as well in that yeah you just got to keep trying and trying and trying until you save the frames and i guess that's probably because you were a judge on taz videos at one time weren't you yeah yeah i was and like for some runs uh, especially for newcomers um they often like make a room or kill an enemy in one way they look at it oh oh, this looks good and they don't try to kill it in a different way Mm. they just do one method and uh uh, when I use the test, you can see, like, oh, wait, did you really try this strat? Because I think this is going to be faster. And then you can try it, and, oh, you saved 10 seconds or whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, for some runs, I, I don't think I'd judge that one, but it was a run of, uh, I was it, Medical Quest? Medical Quest 2, I think, Story Maker Miles and Donald Luck. I'm not sure. Anyway, I was watching the first level, and I saw, like, this can be improved. So I just hooked up the emulator, tested for five minutes, and beat it the first level. And like, when you can beat it that quickly, then you know that not enough effort was put into this task. Like, probably everything else in the game is also suboptimal. Mm. Uh, so such tasks are like you can reject pretty much instantly, in my opinion, because you shouldn't be able to tell in real time that the run is improvable. Then I think it's a failed task. Yeah, I mean, people aren't going to save every single frame possible, especially if they're new, but. Definitely at yeah. a macro level, you should be doing that. And mostly at a micro level. Yeah. When I was testing a, a Bubble Bubble many years back, we were like 50 people testing it. Um, we tried to get as many as possible. But I kept like testing backwards because let's say they finished level 30, but I was still working on level 20 because you can save one frame more here. <laughs> it kept having to go back all the time and people hated me for it. <laughs> Uh, and that's pretty much when the, uh, the save the frames meme started. Yeah. <laughs> because I was uh, trying to save the frames all the time. And that name has spread like, oh, hi, Cat. Uh, and that name has spread since because of Bubble Bubble. So, uh, like, the save the frames foundation also came from me, from um, Awesome Games Done Quick to Well, I think it was. Save the frames foundation. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, you know, my first game, quick. Uh, I had uh, League's Awakening submitted against uh, Rock the Seasons. I was going to run Seasons, and Tiger was running Awakening. But uh, Michael Yama felt that, oh, he's come all the way from Sweden. He has to do a run. So he like brought me up to the camera and said, like, oh, this is Tampa. He's from Save the Frames Foundation. <laughs> and he, he needs to be in, pretty much. So make your donation to watch him. Nice. Uh, and people did, eventually. So uh, I did my run. It was uh, good fun. Yeah, you've done quite a bit of stuff at GDQ. Do you find it difficult to actually make it over there? Not difficult per se, but uh, like it's it takes so long to travel. Um, it's quite expensive to trip for the everything. Mm. And uh, like with the ESA in Sweden, it's uh, much more closer to go to, less inconvenient for me to travel to. And I think that Game of the Cricket's become like too big for me. Uh, the first time we said it was in 2012, I said, and we were like 80 people, I think. Uh, and you get to talk to everyone. You get to like know the names and everything. Now they're like 
1,500. Like, you don't know anyone. Mm. It's uh, getting too big for my taste to handle. It's still like a lot of fun, though, of course, but uh, I like them small. Yeah, definitely in some sense. It, I mean, it's good for the speedrunning community to get more exposure, but um, it's not something that appeals to me going to it as much as it used to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that's one of the reasons I like to go to USA more, is that they are still fairly small in comparison. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, a lot closer to travel to. <laughs> yeah, I like ESA. It sort of popped up and got really big, but yeah. small enough still. Yeah, yeah, we got a similar one in Australia, which is pretty good as well. Mm, yeah, I saw that. It's nice. Um, do you find that uh, with Donkey Kong Country, uh, learning to taz it made your RTA runs better? Oh yeah, uh, like with all tasing, if you if you're good at running the game and then you tas it. You become better at running the game. I think that's a set of all the games. Because when testing, you learn so much about how the game works and why. Uh, you learn, like, for many tricks you can RTA, you can find out, like, oh, you have to do it like something like this, and this works. Uh, but it may not be the, the correct method of doing it, per se. Uh, but when testing, you can find out, like, oh, doing this saves two frames compared to the RTA method. But you, you would never know that before uh, testing the game. Mm. Uh, and a lot of tricks like find out when testing as well because they're frame perfect or uh, you can watch the code or uh, ROM watch or whatever to learn like the mechanics behind it uh, so yeah I think uh, testing DKC made me a lot better at running the game mm. yeah I I definitely agree with you there and I think RTA can make you better at testing too because you might find some weird glitches that just don't happen if mm. you're always doing things optimally oh yeah yeah it, it kind of annoys me in one way, way when the the tasser, or the RTA runner has not watched the best tasks. So, like, of course, the task isn't perfect in every way, and like all strategies can't be used in RTA, but it's still a good guideline. And if, like the DKC, I've been trying to have people watch the tasks for years, and they say, "Oh, I just found this old trick," and then I link the task from two thousand seven. Oh yeah, he already did it here. <laughs> what's the history learn from it instead of finding like inventing the wheel again yeah yeah definitely I, there's a lot of stuff again in banjo like that where people will think they found the strat it was in the Taz <laughs> I think like people are for DKC for example uh, there's a trick where you can instantly uh, keep rolling all the time and uh, normally have to jump between the rolls to keep on going uh, and that can't be really done RTA uh, and because of that rolling like they ignore the entire task because they can't compare it properly and they don't know what's task only or the viable. But uh, they can just ask me, like, I'm around, <laughs> I can help out. Yeah, definitely. And they have it as well, so. And I think but, people uh, are understanding tasking a little bit better now, so they will actually ask the Tazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, back when I started, there was still a, a big rivalry between the task community and the RTA community. Hmm. Uh, and people still don't like understand what a task is, how they're done. It's oh, it's just a bot playing the game or whatever. It's cheat codes, uh, but it isn't. Like it's there's so much effort that goes into testing the game. They did not think about. Yeah, I get a bit riled up <laughs> when people yeah. think there's just like a button you can press and it makes a task. <laughs> I've had a like a hobby for since 2007, I think, 8, uh, where I've been replaying the YouTube comments on speedruns and tasks. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I do it uh, every day. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, mostly it's like, oh, he, he's cheating. Look, he touched the piranha plant or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I, like, I don't care if they're trolling or not. I, I really like to replay to them. And if I can, can convince like one person about the task form, like speedrun is, or how a trick is done or whatever, like, that's make me happy. Oh, so yeah. I'm just having fun. Yeah, it's worth it. I'll do that, like, only on my own videos, but I will reply if somebody asks what a Taz is or something. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the main reasons I started the podcast as well, just to make more awareness of what actually goes into making a Taz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, was it one of your runs, and I couldn't find it, must have been in a marathon or something, were you talking about spending like two weeks saving one frame in Link to the Past? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a room with... Um, okay, all enemies spawn in the same spot all the time, but they move different different paths. And a common way to manipulate enemies is to, to lose a frame. But it's not always necessary. 
And I knew that it wasn't necessary for this room to lose that one frame. So what you, you have to do is to redo the previous rooms, uh, the change R&D. And I kept doing that all the time because I knew that this frame can be saved. And uh, I, can, I didn't test daily for two weeks, but I postponed the run for two weeks while I was trying to improve it. And I eventually did. And it made me so happy. Like I was screaming out like, yes! And I got it. <laughs> it was so great. It's such a pointless thing because no one is ever going to know about it. Like they, they, they can't spot, oh, he saved a frame there because it's not visible. Need for RTA or attached. Even if you go like frame advanced the entire run. You can't spot it. But mm. I know it's there and that's that's important for me. <laughs> that's something I find difficult about. It's like, yeah, you put in so much effort to save that one frame that like no one is no one's ever gonna know about it. But I think Yeah. I'm the same. If I knew there was a frame to save, then I couldn't live with myself if I submitted it. Yeah, I mean it's one thing to improve it, as I said, I run I said all runs can be improved, but when you know it's suboptimal from the start or like or, or close to the end, it's it's painful. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, definitely. Um so you said Link to the Past has like enemies spawning all in the same spot. Do they just like mm. move around differently after that with the RNG? Yeah. Uh, so I was keep watching uh, uh, the timers for the enemies. Like, oh, this enemy got a timer of 60 frames. So it's going to walk in this direction for 60 frames. Uh, so I kept checking those values to see if if it's uh, if I want it high or low. like Or no, like um, how many different variations can this enemy move? And then I have to try all, all the possibilities to find out which one is the best. Hmm. Uh, it can be quite struggling, especially when there are many enemies you have to to move in a certain way. Yeah. So it's hard. It's probably a good thing that they're roughly consistent with their starting. Like, I remember tassing a Zelda clone a couple of years ago on the Sega, and it was just like the enemies could literally just start in any random position in the room, which oh, made yeah. it really, really difficult to do because you could always do a little bit better. Yeah, uh, that's the problem when I was testing Oracle Seasons with Swallow's Link. Uh, so in that game, the enemies are random when they spawn, most of them. Oh, okay. Uh, and you have to, if you have to kill them all, you have to know like, oh, how many possibilities can we get, and how much time is that going to cost to manipulate? So you do need uh, to kill that them game, a bit, like do a bit of grinding on them. Well, it depends. Like, it's hard to manipulate enemies in that game. Uh, because you can't just delay frames, you can't change inputs. You have to make certain actions to make it. So most of the time, you have to lose frames in order to possibly save frames. Uh, so what I usually end up doing is I try every possible R and D combination I get, test the room, and compare them, and then see can, can I go back like like a couple of screens in the game to see if I can manipulate without losing time or manipulate by losing less time than before. Uh, so you just keep trying until you find the, the best possible thing you can come up with. Hmm. But you know that it, it's still painful when you have to lose frame to manipulate something when maybe there was a solution you didn't think of that uh, would have yeah. prevented it. So I guess like just doing different button presses and coming in on the same frame, that doesn't change the RNG enough? What doesn't change? No, you need to do like slash your sword, for example, changes it. And uh, when certain enemies move, that changes it and so on. Uh, uh, but it's, it's some rules you can like stay still for an hour and nothing happens R&D wise <laughs> wow that's so weird usually it's based on like the timing at least yeah and that's that's good, a good thing I like about Donkey Kong Country when testing it because there is um, practically no R&D at all for testing it uh, all enemies all spawn the same way move the same way the only thing is uh, the game lags about like 50% when you kill an enemy, they give it a lag. And that's nothing you can manipulate, it's all in, all in the timer. So you either have to save a frame or delay a frame to avoid a lag. And uh, uh-huh. that's pretty nice, relaxing way in a way to, um, to not have to care about randomness. Do you know why it lags differently based on when you kill the enemy? I used to never like look into the game's code to see like why things happen uh, that often, but I guess like too many things in certain frames doesn't like <laughs> the game doesn't like that I suppose. I, I don't really know, hmm. but yeah. I keep telling uh, RTA runners to to never kill any enemies if you don't have to kill them for like speed or whatever. Uh, there's some outer scrollers where you can kill enemies for fun, 
but each enemy will only lose two frames where the game is paused normally, and then a third frame where the game may lag as well. Uh, okay. And it's like two to three frames free that you don't they can easily avoid losing. But people still to this day keep killing enemies in Outer Scrolls, and it oh, it pains me so much. <laughs> they gotta save the frames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta save the frames. Yeah. It's like in a Fellas Adventure for the NES. Uh, at the start, you're facing right. I know you're facing left, rather, but you want to go to the right after you exit the first screen. Uh, but going left saves one frame compared to going right. And um, it's such a simple frame to save. Like some people may say, oh, it's only a frame, who cares? Like, but it's when you can save a frame with, like, there's no, um, it's not difficult at all. There's no uh, mistakes that can be made. It's just hold a button left or hold right. There's no reason not to go for it. Mm. But still, I see a lot of runners go to the right as well, so whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that game would be pretty, like, super optimized being a Zelda game back in on the NES. Yeah, I haven't seen many runs this, uh, these days, but uh, so maybe most people are going to the left now, I'm not sure. Mm, but uh, even so. like a few years back, people walk to the right all the time. Yeah, that's probably just a lack of knowledge that I, I doubt they would have intentionally yeah. done it. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But like, some people have their their way of playing through a level, even though they know that oh, this is two frames slower, but this is how, how I always done play the level. Mm. So they're too used to it. They can't get out of the habit. Yeah. And it's also understandable, I suppose, as most of what speedrunning is muscle memory. So it can be hard to um, to change that, to try something different. Yeah, that's why I found it good when I was doing a bit of RTA. Like, I would find it good if I took a break for a couple of months and then came back because I'd develop all different strats when I came back. Yeah. That were probably better. Hmm. All right, so unless you had more to talk about with, I guess, the longer Tazzers, we can probably move on to talking about some any percent stuff. Yeah, sure. Yep. Move on. Um, so I'm seeing, I've seen in your submissions that you got pretty much like three game end Tazzers, essentially. You got Donkey Kong Country, Mario Brothers 3, and Zelda uh, Link yeah. to the Past. Um, I know Zelda Link to the Past has been improved since, but... I guess. Yeah, it's it, kind of different glitch though compared to the one that has been done before. Yeah. As, uh, the new run is a uh, game and glitch with arbitrary code execution. Reminds to just walk out of bounds until you reach the room with three standing. I, I kind of think that the two are supposed they, they were supposed to be two different categories in my opinion, but like I, I don't care. Yeah, um, but yeah, quite different. So yeah, yeah. the end the uh, credit glitch that uh, that I didn't do, but use Sahara and. Uh, uh, oh wow! He's going to hate me for this. Uh, I can't remember his name. Are you kidding me? Oh whatever. Um, but they all the different ways to crash something to the past when you go into the rooms and uh, walk the rooms that you're not supposed to go to. So they just crash the game and trigger the game game credits. It's uh, a fairly simple <laughs> game glitch. Uh, game and glitch, I suppose. I'll but, just uh, find his actual name that did the new one. Yeah, bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <Stick> name. <laughs> FMP, Total, and New Sahara. Oh, FMP, yeah, FMP, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. My, my memory's rusty. So I was very, like, when I watched through this, <laughs> like, what, what, what are they actually doing? How do they, what is triggering the ace there? Oh, uh, I haven't... They run full in memory right now, but um, uh, they walk to the right and into the, the door, I think. And uh, uh, the houses are on a, on a different map than, like, it, most of the caves and such are on the same map. Uh, and the houses map often crash the game for some reason. Ah. Uh, I don't know the game, the method they used to crash the game and the kind of code they had to use for it afterwards, uh, as I wasn't really involved, involved in that. But uh, it's a basic crash the game and make your make a code so they're essentially what walking out of bounds using the door and that causes a crash yeah okay i think that's a if i remember search me right but i haven't watched around in a while so i mean i'm sure we're massively oversimplifying it but if that's essentially what happens then yeah like i I never learned the um the programming side of testing 
uh, like the code, uh, arbitrary code execution. Mm. I never learned like, how that works exactly, so it's not <laughs> my department to explain, I suppose. Yeah, arbitrary code execution sort of scares me off a bit. Like, I have delved into a little mm. bit of assembly, but not enough. Uh, Super Brothers 3, for example, which is another ace task. Um, I didn't come up with how to do it. That was uh, Lord Tom and a few others. Uh, and he just told me, like, oh, we need these sprites because like, the Koopa shells have to be in a specific, specific positions for it to work. And he just told me, we need these, these values. And I, I tested it and optimized it. Hmm. Uh, so I didn't know, know like how that works in terms of the code, but it actually happens. But uh, like for me, it didn't matter. I had what I needed to. I had the knowledge I needed for to make the task. I mean, it makes sense once it's explained, but yeah, actually going so. into the code and figuring out how to do it—that's a hard bit. But it, there are so many games these days that have these uh, game and glitches. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And I think it's like. It's a fun concept. I like that it's possible to do in all these games, but when like all games have it eventually, it's going to be a bit tiring to see. Um, like uh, Ocarina of Time was nearly found an ace nearly nearly that newly, recently, right? And uh, that was a big thing as well. Like, oh wow, we can do this now. But if you just use it to to go to the credits instantly, it takes away the uh, the possibilities. And the entertainment factor of it, because they, it's only been done in so many games. Try, try to do something new instead. I wish they had um, a couple of videos like doing them doing the fun stuff. Mm. But uh, like most of the, those tasks these days, I kind of ignore. I, I've seen it already. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I'm pretty excited about the Ocarina of Time stuff, but um, oh yeah, like I am as well. But uh... what they have now is pretty good anyway. Hmm. I think what's good is something like Majora's Mask, where it's not completely broken, but they can yeah. just warp maybe after half an hour of gameplay. I kind of like the broken part as well. It, it's it's fun in its own way. It's it's getting a bit repetitive, I think. Mm. I mean, that recently happened with us. I saw you saw with that Zul game. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Taz I thought was really good because you had three minutes of really crazy broken gameplay before the game end glitch and now you have like yeah. 32 frames of gameplay before the game end glitch. I saw it up like. So um, when you did a AGDQ, I saw you did like a, you did the Ace in Link to the Past and it had, I guess you played the SM64 Taz. Um, uh, well, it wasn't the Ace. Uh... Oh, oh, you mean that one? Yeah, okay, no, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the ace part itself, I had nothing to do with. Uh, they want me to um, to test the, the before part, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did everything up to when the game crashes and when the, the ace stuff happens. And then it was all Master Dune, I think, who did the code for the uh, for the effects. Mm. So I just went up to, to crash the game. That was my my plan. And then I didn't do anything else. Nice. Um, was that before the? The new one came out, the game in glitch in 54? Yeah, it was before. Um, well, I, it was still known to be possible, I suppose, to crash the game like that, but uh, that method was uh, they wanted to use in the games that quick one. I think that was one of the only methods to do it in at the time. Uh, and I believe Yusuhara was the one who found uh, the new way of doing it. Uh, but I'm not sure about that, actually. Okay. But at that point, you probably would have known that you could save time on the TAS using something like Ace. Yeah. Um, pretty much. But uh, still, I think it's a different kind of glitch that I, than I was doing in my TAS. But yeah, they're both good. Well, it's interesting that, yeah, you wanted a separate category. I guess it doesn't always go the way you want like that. But I don't yeah, I mean, like that. I'd I, like I, I don't care if my runs are obsolete, but uh, they're so different kind of glitches, in my opinion. Hmm. But uh, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess just looking at them, because the times are so similar, like with a minute of each other, then that's mm. probably why. But yeah. yeah, I kind of think that my, my task is more interesting in a way. <laughs> it does more like c- cool tricks and <laughs> weird things instead of just entering a room and have the game play. And it's, I think the big thing for me with yours is that it actually sees the credits properly as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that can be a fun factor as well, though, with a different kind of credits than you're used to. 
Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, shop so music with the credits going is pretty funny. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the good things about Taz as, uh, and Speedruns, I suppose, is the, the surprising factor. When something happens that, that you're not prepared for, uh, and that can be an ace task, or it can be what my task was, or whatever. But uh, my task already had the uh, the normal credits, I said. So when you see the ace task and you get something different, even though it looks awful in a way, uh, it's still different and can be enjoy enjoyable in its own way because of it. Mm. And probably your task, something that would be good for having that, is that I take it it's still pretty similar to the RTA route as well. Yeah, well, the RTA route is using a different kind of um, trick. They um, they clip into the wall to go to the left of, from where you start, and they go inside a cave in Kakariki Village and clip out the bounce, uh, and then they walk to the same room as I did, pretty much. Um, and, and if you compare the two tasks, I did two runs, the RTA one and my run. Uh, the RTA run may seem faster, because the time is one one minute and 31 seconds, but they're timed differently. So my task is a lot faster, even though it may not appear so. How are they uh, the out differently? Took... Uh, RTA is time for when you uh, get out of bed at the beginning. So they skip the uh, uh, they skip the part at the beginning. Oh, that's out of bed anymore. I think it's time the screen. Uh, but uh, it, they don't count the text after the, the Triforce. That's the main reason. Uh, so all the text after the Triforce has to be counted in the task, but they skip it at RTA. Well, I like it in that you're actually going into the, like you're actually traveling to the room in the Out of Bounds dungeon. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. And there's some different, uh, like uh, my favorite part is to jump toward the castle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun to see. And it, like, how is it that he can jump that far? I thought it would just be like a set distance or something. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, um, you're kind of jumping in an arc. Uh, up to the right, and um, uh, uh, if you jump down a cliff, Link will fall as soon as it lands on a normal tire tile that he mm. can stand on. And for that one, he's uh, kind of jumping up towards the the upper left side of the castle through the tree, pretty much, but you can't really see it. And the first place he can land on is the, the tile on the top of the wall. So it just happens to be a perfect lineup for that to happen, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, uh, but that clip isn't uh, RTA viable by any means. I think it requires you to use left and right uh, inputs. No, it's a cool task, and I guess just to like clarify for people who aren't as familiar with Link to the Past, you like because all the dungeons are connected, you can just walk straight from you know where you go down to save Zelda right to where you would fight Ganon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's <laughs> certainly one gaming glitch. Uh, <laughs> could you talk a bit about? I guess you did Mario Brothers three game English, didn't you? Yeah, and the the first method that was found at least. Yeah. Uh, so for many many years back, when I was um, playing my Super Mario All Stars and my SNES at home, uh, I found a glitch where you can go down pipes on the uh, the side of it. In All Stars. And um, yeah. Really. That list was in All Stars as well. Does it, and, is it uh, like a port? Does it use the same code, or is that just a coincidence? Well, most of the code, like uh, the uh, the gameplay mechanics, are the same in both games. Uh, there's some differences, of course, but uh, most glitches that work in the NES version will work in SNES as well. Wow, I thought they really redid the code because when I played SMB One, all the bouncing mechanics on the uh, like when you hit a block from the bottom really annoyed me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, SMB Three is mostly the same. Okay. But at least, like, uh, when I was testing Super Mario 3, my first test project for that game, uh, I told, like, everyone about this glitch. Like, oh, maybe this can be useful anywhere. But they looked like, nah, this can't be done. Like, uh, it, it sucks. <laughs> because the problem is that you can only go down pipes on the side, on the, on the right side of the pipe. Uh, and normally for more games, you go from the left to the right. Hmm. So it's uh, quite rare that you go to the right side of the pipe to go faster. Uh, there's one place in uh, World 5, uh, World 5 Tower, that is actually a lot, uh, not a lot, it's a little bit faster to use this glitch to go front, down the pipe, but uh, no one cared about it, so it got lost. Oh. Um, but anyway, uh, a lot of people are experimenting with it on uh, different levels, go down the pipes, and uh, I think Moog was one of the first to, uh, I think it was, to post a video for 7-1. 
uh, where he went down the, uh, the side of the pipe, down into this this area below the level, which you can't normally go to. Hmm. It had like glass glitchy blocks and stuff. And um, I can't remember what kind of effect he got from it. I think the game just crashed or uh, something happened, I don't know. But uh, like people saw, oh, interesting, and then nothing else happened because we didn't understand what, why why they happened. <laughs> the, the things that happened happened. So like a year later or something, uh, another guy, Glitzman, was it? Was it Glitzman? I think so. Posted another video for the level where he did the same glitz, but he got warped to the end of the world instead and started World, world 8. Oh. And then people started thinking, like, oh, how? How does this happen? So they looked at the code and uh, eventually figured out, like, why it happens. And then, of course, people tried to get to the end. That's the first thing people do all the time. And it was quickly found by setting up the enemies. And then we have the tasses, of course. So I teamed up with uh, Lord Tom. We had done a few tasses before. So they wanted to do this one as well. And uh, he, as I said, he did the thinking, like what we had to do and the values we needed. Uh, and I did most of the tasking. Like we had back and forth, of course. So this was a similar thing where he's like, I get the Cooper shell here and then you just optimize that. Yeah, pretty much. Like uh, we want, we wanted these values for these Cooper shells. Uh, what's each addresses and try to line it up? Hmm. And and we did. That's yes. really cool. I didn't know that you found the, I guess, the main glitch that allowed that the pipe thing. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's an old glitch technically. Like um, in level three nine in Super Mario All Stars version, I think it was. Uh, I, I no, it's it's on NES as well. The piece of that, yeah, on the Favicon version. Of on this system, uh, at the end of level three nine, there are a lot of like white blocks covering the pipe, and uh, if you drop below the pipe on the right side, you can pretty much jump straight up, clip into the block, and get it, get a glitch. Uh, and that was known to be the only way of doing the glitch until my method was turned up. Uh, but when I, I kept talking like many years about this glitch, but no one cares. <laughs> like, it still makes me mad to this day that people ignore it so much. It's a well, silly thing, but they care now. <laughs> they care now, indeed. Yeah, and uh, a delicate to the owner of test videos. Uh, he was one of the like naysayers who like turned me down all the time. And uh, he or someone else uh, added on the uh, on test videos a lot of these uh, resources pages with a lot of information about different games. And at the bottom, they have a like to do list, and it says a uh, Tompas pipe glitch at the end. <laughs> And he's done that for like many years with no information to it. They actually got it on there now. Yeah, they have it there uh, on the bottom. Oh, like, well, they there's still no there. information about the glitch, but it says Tompas Pipe Glitz at the end. So you can go look it up and have fun. <laughs> and... To do Tompas Pipe Glitch. Oh, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> bad. So what's actually, like, how do you actually go down the right side of the pipe? Is it just a position thing? Uh, unlike uh, a common glitch in the Super Mario Bros. One is the wall jump, and the wall jump uh, works because like all the walls are lined up with sixteen times sixteen times blocks, a piece of blocks, and if you land between two blocks, you can briefly clip into it and land on it before the game pushes you out again for the wall ejection, and for that one frame you can jump. Yes, that's why the wall jump works, yeah. and the pipe glitch kind of works the same way, as the game thinks you're standing on the pipe and you land on the side of it. Oh. It doesn't work for the entire pipe. You have to be close at the top because that's where the the pipe trigger is. And so that's pretty much how, how it works. The game thinks you're standing on the pipe and you land on the side. So can you go uh, down I don't down know why pipe. it doesn't work on the left side. Yeah. Can you go down a pipe if like you're standing on the very edge, but you're standing on the top of it? You have to to fall down from the pipe, but. Um, a pretty easy way to do it is to stand on the top right and then you like wiggle back and forth to like um, to walk out on the right side and then clip back to the left. And then you may land on the right pixel. Hmm. Okay. So that's, I think, at least how I first found it by accident. <laughs> Sweet. I and thought that would have prevented you from going down if you were that far to the edge of the pipe. I thought you yeah. had to be like in the center. And I still don't know why whether this doesn't work on the left side of the pipe. Um, I guess it like the pixel spread for like how, how wide the trigger is is like wider on the right side than the left. Maybe uh, I'm not sure. I never looked into it. 
Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, so that's cool. And I guess that Taz has been now obsoleted by the 0. Point, how, <laughs> how long is it? 0. 0.0. Oh, yeah. Uh, Less than one second. <laughs> yeah, 0. 0.07. No, 0. 0.78 seconds. Master Jun and AIS 5G3. Indeed, they destroyed it. That's yeah. expected. That's subframe inputs, isn't it? That. Oh yeah. yeah. They just mash a bunch at the start and get through, which is interesting. <laughs> Even shortly after we finished the the old tasks of doing it, uh, which we did in two minutes and fifty four seconds, uh, we found small improvements to it, but no one else cared to improve it because we didn't like the, the run that much. Oh. Uh, neither was I too big of a fan of the end game glitch category. Interesting. So, uh, I thought you would like that 254 because it's got a bit of real gameplay. Yeah, like, yeah, of course I do, but I like the like the Warplash task more, for example, the 100% task. Yeah. A lot more than this one. It's, it's still a funny concept. How low do you reckon the 254 could get, like with that route, if you incorporated the improvements? We started an improvement for it a while back. Um a couple of different tasks that tried it in the past. I can't remember like how. I don't think any run finished. But uh, ooh, how far ahead were we? Like 10, 15 frames at one point, I think. Oh, wow. Stuff like that. Maybe more. But it was never finished because uh, one reason was because of the other game and glitches that were found, uh, for example. And like no one cares too much about this run anyway. Is that different RTA or strats, or is it just optimization? Uh, that was mostly optimization. Yeah. Uh, you could try to go for different strats with the, the shells, where to put them. There are many different combinations you can do. Mm. And uh, we tried the one that works best for us when we first did the test, but there may be better versions, most likely. But yeah. like I said, I don't know like the code part. I, I can't tell random things because I don't know what I'm doing. So I need experts to help me out. But yeah, I'm done with that task anyway. Like I won't, I won't bother with. People can have fun improving it if they want to. Yeah, well, I think it would be good to have a task of that route that was improved, but it's a lot of yeah. work. Hmm. That's something that I feel like probably should be in a different category, though. If if you thought Link to the Past should have been, then I feel like that um, pipe glitch versus the subframe input should be. Yeah, but yeah, we both are still. Uh... End game glitches with different like code manipulation, yeah. And it's hard to uh, like where to draw the line between <laughs> what kind of uh, programming you're doing to the game. Yeah, that is understandable, but yeah. it, it is a shame to not have that two fifty four published. But yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's so interesting. The way to do the same thing. Uh, in the first level of the game, you can set up enemies that will crash the game, and you can execute the the game and credits as well. Really. Uh, yeah, uh, which is pretty much the same thing you can do in seven one, but in the first level instead. Was that found so, after uh, was... the after the really really fast test? No, it was found way before. Huh. It's a like, pretty old one, but it was. I don't think it was ever made public anywhere. Really? I'm not sure. So yeah. why wasn't there but, a publication uh... with it? <sighs> I'm sure. <laughs> I can't remember the the talk about. It. Like I, I didn't do anything. I had nothing to do with the run, but a few others had. But uh, you can just set up a bunch of enemies in the first level, go back and forth, causing a bunch of lag, and then actually crashing the game. Is that RTA viable at all? No. Okay. Well, maybe. <laughs> well. I have no idea. <laughs> first you tell me the 254 has frames to save, then you tell me there's a crazy new route with, <laughs> with enemy yeah, crash. Yeah. Well, oh, it's still a really old route, like... Uh, like one and a half, two years at least, if not more. That's amazing. I can't believe that. But, uh, but no one cares about it. <laughs> yeah, well, if you find a video or some kind of resource on that, I'd love to put it in the description Definitely. or something. But yeah. Maybe it's Monster June and the Mac or stuff. Yeah, no idea. Wow, I can't believe that. That's so cool. Um, mm -hmm. I guess, all right, so the last one you've got in the any percents is your Donkey Kong Country. So oh, yeah. it's sort of a game in glitch, but it's more like you, I guess you're warping to the final boss and then beating it. So what's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah, that one has some interesting history to it, I suppose. 
Um, on the great to the previous task, he's a good friend of mine. Mine, we were talking back then. As uh, he was one of the first like speedruns I interacted with a lot. As uh, I love this Donkey Kong Country task, and I saw that, that he was Swedish as well. So I contacted him, and we like kept talking on MSN or uh, Skype or whatever <laughs> for many years to come. And uh, we did a lot of bet play for Donkey Kong Country and other games like Super Smash TV or whatever. While talking on Skype, and uh, there was an old glitch that um, I'm not sure if Andre Great found it or not. Maybe he did. Uh, this is called the Invisible Barrel glitch, where if you uh, throw a steel keg at the wall and pick it up again, you can walk into the midway barrel, and uh, the barrel will disappear, and you're going to hold nothing, but you're actually holding the first sprite you, you spawn in memory, so you can you can hold an enemy that you. When you drop the uh, either drop or throw the barrel, you can uh, change the properties of the enemy to make it do things it's normally not supposed to do, like fly in the air or, or whatever. So it's basically the and... new OOT glitch, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Like you, you can't edit the value. All right. Uh, so you, you can only use the values that are in the level for the enemies you spawn. Okay. So if you spawn the enemy with the value three that's what you have you can change it you, you can change it to number four or whatever uh, but one day me and Arn we were like fooling around with the glitch in uh, the level uh, uh, elevator antics five three and uh, each time when you hold certain sprites the game is going to crash because they don't the game doesn't know what to do with it and for that level the game kept crashing like all the time when we were playing so we did a challenge to to reach to see how far we can reach in the level before the game crashed. So we had a little competition. And I eventually won. I got to the end of the game, at the end of the level, while still holding the invisible barrel glitch. And then I dropped down uh, below the ending. There's a hidden bonus level. I uh, I think I threw the barrel and then entered it or something. Or just entered it, I'm sure. Uh, I got to the level, the bonus normally. But then the game warped me to a different level. And both me and Aaron were quite confused because we had never seen anything like this before. And uh, we could, well, he did most of the math and figured out what happens in the game. Uh, so he realized that this has something to do with the invisible barrier and when you're holding a bonus. Uh, so he did the math to check, check all the values you can have, uh, all the values you can get from this, how it works and everything. And then we found a warp that uh, warped us from the first world to the fourth world. Skipping half the game. Uh, and that definitely saved eight minutes compared to his old task. And I thought, like, oh, this is cool. This is awesome. Uh, and then one day, it was in February, quite sure it was, because I had, uh, uh, I had a no gaming month, pretty much, that I set up for myself. Uh, so he called me one day and said, oh, I found something. Like, I knew method doing this. And he said, like, uh, if we can do this, we can warp to uh, to the Lost World in the game instead. Oh. Uh, I was quite hyped instantly, but, oh, I can't test anything yet. Like, you have to do it on your own. Well, um, so you stuck to your guns with no gaming month. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, good on you. Uh, and then after the month, I, I was testing the game, like, March the 1st until uh, the 2nd. And uh, not the 2nd, uh, March the 1st. And then I submitted run April 1st. Mm. Uh, which said another eight minutes. Uh, so there, what he found was um, uh, there's a way you can um, you can split your characters and control both of the characters at the same time. Uh, as the, the the wrong warp glitch depends on which character you're holding the bear with. If you have Donkey Kong, it's one value. If you have Diddy Kong, it's another one. But he found that if you have both Kongs at the same time, you get a completely different value. But uh, there's a problem with that because in order to set up the glitch, you need a DK barrel that's inside the bonus level. Because when the DK barrel b- b- destroys, you have one frame where both characters are counted as active in the game. Oh. Uh, even though you can control both at the same time, it's only one character that matters. Must, the one that the camera will follow and one that can be killed and so on. Uh, but for one frame, the game can count both for everything. So you had to find a level with a bonus that has a DK barrel, where you can end the bonus for one uh, to the one frame, um, one frame only. 
And there's only one bonus in the game that allows you to do that. And that's in uh, Free Five or Rangatan Gang. But the problem is that you can't reach that bonus holding the invisible barrier because there's a big gap you have to, to cross to jump over. And you can't do that with the barrel. So you feel like, oh crap, this is this is it, you can't get there. Uh, but then you realize that, hey, you can actually ride an animal with an invisible bar barrel bitch. And it just so happens that there's an expresso on the level, the, the ostrich. So what you do is you set up the glitz on the expresso, you fly towards the bonus, open the bonus, destroy the DK barrel, exit the level, it both comes at the same time, and you warp to the, the lost world. Uh, and it just so happens that the level 3 or 5, you can warp to, after beating the first level in the game, there's not a glitch you can warp to, to the level. So it's also convenient to set up for the warp to, to work. Uh, as there's only one bonus in the game where the glitch works, that level has to have an invisible barrel somewhere that you can access to, which all levels don't. And even if they had, you needed Expresso, but the glitch works for Express as well. So it all lines up so so nicely. And you can warp to the level from the start. <laughs> yeah, precisely. All that's like, it can't be any better. That is so lucky. And since the first uh, run I did for that one, it was like 8 minutes and 13 seconds. I've improved it uh, 3 or 4 times, I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, and I got to improve it again for this year as well. Oh, really? This You're going to get this year? That's good. Yeah. How much time are you looking so to save? My... Uh, a few seconds, I think. Oh, good. Uh, there's some things I messed up, and uh, there's some new studies that I didn't think of because I'm stupid. Um, so that one's going to be up on April 1st. <laughs> Why do you do it on April 1st? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's because like I had my month off in February. I started testing it in, in March, and I thought, like, hey, it's going to be fun to submit an eight minutes faster task on April 1st. Because people are going to think that, oh, this is a big joke task. <laughs> uh, because they like you can't beat it this fast. Uh, and I put up a joke submission text as well. It said like, uh, oh, hey, did you know that badger means malice malice in Latin? <laughs> nice. And something like that. Um, because like the badger, 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 better. You can say malice, 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 malice. So like submission text has nothing to do with the game at all. So people thought like, oh, this is the joke. Uh, but it wasn't. It was me surprising them. Wow. Uh, and since then, I've submitted all my Dixie tasks on April 1st. Because why not? All of you. And uh, I'm going to do the same this year. So you need to keep the tra traditions. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. So I didn't realize you actually played a role in finding the DKC glitch as well. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. I've been uh, reaching that game for the past... Uh, 14 years, I think. <laughs> hmm. So I've done a lot. So I take it you prefer the any percent to this game more than uh, the other two we discussed? Uh, the, the game analysis or the 101%? Uh, no, just the any percent route. Because I know you weren't as keen on the any percent categories for the other ones. Yeah, well, for this game, it's uh, more satisfying. Hmm. Uh, one reason, I guess, is because of the history behind it and how much effort I put into the game itself. Yeah. And because it's not just trash the game and warp the credits, it's something more. And uh, it has so many complex glitches that works out perfectly. Yeah, I like how you still have to fight K roll. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And, uh, but I do think the 101% category is better. I like it more. But it's so taxing to do a good task of it. Uh, I still think it's my best test I've ever done. I, I can't, I, I can't beat it, of course, but it's going to take me a couple of years as well, and I have no plans of doing that. So that one's going to stay. Yeah, I mean, I thought you'd like the shorter ones a bit more because you can definitely optimize them, save more time. But yeah. so it's surprising that you both like saving individual frames and you like long categories. I hate the best on the category, and one reason is that. The RTA community does not like one one huh. percent uh, because mostly just enter bonus, fail a bonus, enter bonus, fail a bonus. Uh, it gets repeti repetitive in a way. Mm. But I've always liked the category, so I'm going to keep on doing it. And the task in, is the in same, mind, isn't it? You have to fail the bonuses. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like 
many of them like looks the same all the time because you can't fail it faster. So just enter the bonus and roll down the hole and it's done. And you keep doing that for like 10 more bonuses. Yeah, it would be good if they made you complete the bonuses, but yeah. Yeah, they do because it's too anything, so. Yeah, it's the fastest, of course. Gotta save the frames. Mm. Okay, um, are there any other things you want to cover? Yeah, for the casino? Uh, uh, in general, but yeah. In general. Yeah, well, okay. on the great, he ended up moving in with me a couple of years back, uh, two years back. Sorry, who's that? Uh, uh, on the great, he was the passing DKC with me. Oh, nice. And who, who found the glitz? Oh, the one that you played netplay with. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So do you find yourselves like working on projects still? No, like I, I tried to get him into Tassin again, but like he has no for it. Mm. Uh, he's done a lot for like Yoshi Island in terms of like programming and finding new things and so on. But uh, he's giving up on DKC, I think. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's life. Yeah. But I plan for my uh, my, my new DKC test. I haven't started it yet, but I'm going to uh, try to like stream everything. And have a timer on to see like how long this is going to take me, Ooh. and then have like uh, like split times for each level. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. I, yeah. I haven't planned out exactly how I want to do it, but uh, the plan is to start testing on it next week or so. To see how it goes. That'll be awesome. I look forward to catching that. Yeah. So is that so? That's the only percent you're trying to optimize from next. Yeah, that's the best one. Nice. Indeed. Good. And this standing at 7 minutes and 50 seconds. And the plan is to break it out to 7.40 if I can. Somehow I might make that, but I, I know I can't. <laughs> but I want you to. You never know. <laughs> Just save yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, do you have any other projects on the horizon? I'm working on the Diminish Cap as well. Cool. Uh, I've done two runs already for it. And uh, I said that I won't be testing this game again until uh, the flippers are skipped. The and then... Uh, yeah, the flippers make you swim. Oh, yeah. And eventually, they that this was found, and I thought, like, oh, wow. Of is a part in the test. Like, I can't have this. I need to redo it again. But the problem is that the first one took me one year. The second one took me two years. And uh, the third one has been on hold for a while because it's so taxing to work in the randomness all the time. But uh, getting some progress at it, at least. Uh, apart from those two tests, like I'm trying to know like uh, what I want to do with the, in, in the future in terms of like speedrunning and testing, uh, and my current plan is to kind of to take a break entirely from everything, to finish like these two tests and then disappear completely. But I haven't made up my mind yet. Interesting. So would you want to come yeah. back eventually, or is that sort of you'd finish the I, two and then leave? I have no idea. Like I, I still love doing it, but um, I've been in the speedrun community for the past 15 years. Uh, starting like next week, I think. And uh, I think to like, I've done my share, like I've done enough of this. I need to need to do something else in my life to have a uh, just do something different. I spend too much time on like watching Twitch speedruns and such. So I want to change my, my ways of living. But I'm not like, sure what I want to do. But uh, we'll see. Hmm. Uh, it's still going to take a while to finish these two tasks. So it's going to take a while, but uh, eventually. Hmm. Well, I'm glad I caught you while you're still active then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I understand that view and I find myself watching a lot of Twitch too, but hmm. I don't know. I like it a lot, so. And uh, when people start to speedrunning on the Twitch show, you stream as a Justin TV, uh, my goal was kind of to to inform people about like what's going on. I was watching a lot of Ocarina of Time, and I became that I became that helpful mod that knew everything about the game pretty much, because I kept answering people's questions all the time and tried to be helpful, spread information. And at first, like people made fun of me. Some people were even mad that like this is the internet; you're not supposed to be nice. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And uh, like no one else was doing it. Like people kept asking things, and no one told them where to look for information, how the things work. Uh, so I wanted to, like to be a better example, I suppose. Uh, and back then, like the information wasn't known. Like there was no place to gather the information properly, anyway. 
so I tried my best. Uh, but these days, like, there's so many, many, uh, so much information everywhere, like tutorials and uh, wiki pages and so on. And there's so many more people that can be helpful in the same way. So, like, I don't need to do that anymore. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I've done my part, so hmm. I'm just gonna take over. Fair yeah. enough. Well, you certainly contributed a lot. I'm old and obsolete. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's still something we can do better is uh, spreading information better in speedrunning communities. But uh, yeah. there are some communities that are really good, like Zelda Speedruns. has got a really good website and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's nothing else you want to cover, I'll probably let you go. Um, thanks again for your time today, Tompa. Yeah, my pleasure. I really appreciate it. And you blew my mind with a lot of stuff. I could not believe, especially with SMB3. As, <laughs> it's my uh, so-called useless pipe pitch. Well, yeah. And like with the any percent, how you said there was uh, in level one and um, that there were even frames to save on the old Taz. So that was really good to oh, get yeah. an insight there. And uh, mm-hmm. look forward to seeing you Taz Donkey Kong Country as well. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned on my, uh, my stream next week, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's going yeah, to be definitely. awful. Uh, and you're probably going to sleep anyway because it's a it's a bad time for your uh, time zone. So mm, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> More like just woke up. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're welcome to join anyway. But it's going to be terrible. That's I, I'm I'm so bad at streaming. Like I can't set up the stream properly with all the settings. So it's going to look and sound awful. But it's going to be fun. I hope. Uh, we'll, so fun. we'll see. Yeah, I really yeah. like the idea of seeing how long it takes because I often wondered that myself. I know in days, but not in time. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. But <laughs> for some products like Tokyo Home Country 101%, uh, I don't think I want to know how much time I spent on it. Mm. Because I spent so many hours, like, wow. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, if you're playing, if you're testing a game, I don't know, if it's a really, really short game, you're looking at maybe like 40, 50, 60 hours. Um, but if it's yeah. a bit more involved, hundreds and hundreds. Um, for me, it's like, do I want to put 40 hours into a Taz or do I want to, you know, play a new game for the first time? And I'm like, Taz every time. Mm-hmm. I think my, uh, my, uh, I like the post for the run, like this one. I've done that, uh, did that like two days, I think one day, two days. Mm, wow. Uh, because like I learned the game, like I knew how to optimize things and I just did it. Yeah. Once you got all your valleys that you're watching, no resistance with learning strats. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Mm. Yeah, I pulled off a few like two day tasks as well, but um, they're often very, very good. For Zool. Zool was more like a two hour task than the newest one, but. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, no, I can retas it for you in about 20 seconds by actually just playing yeah. an RTA. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. I thought about submitting that Taz as like submitting it with as my RTA button file that I took, but we'll see. <laughs> Zero re records. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, Tompa. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, Glad to be here. It's great talking to you. Have a good one. Yeah, same. Bye. Bye.